<laughs> but yeah, nah, man. Um, it was a it was a good game, man, bro. You talk about falling from grace, dog Tatum. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, bro. He's talking yeah. about falling from grace. Oh my lord and savior! Like, and I'm he trying to evaluate. Me. I'm like, he loves me, <laughs> bro. I'm just like, he I'm like, dang, me. like. Cause like it's easy to like you know obviously a lot of people gonna crucify him obviously like he kind of like tried to like embrace the whole like Kobeism of his game and his like mentality. I don't do that if you ain't scoring more than twenty five points a game, bro. It's disrespectful, and then it gets people's mind off of the game. And you get them the narrative right. when you don't perform. Niggas is gonna point at it because people. Because like one of the things too, well, like you say, you giving people that narrative like. If you if if we we not only like judging your play your your finals performance, it's also like comparing your resilience on how you losing. Like, bro, it matters on how you lose. I don't right. care what they say. It matters on how you go out. Like in a book, like Guns of Glory. Like Jason Tatum didn't go out singing, bro. Bro, Jalen Brown has a he's earned a lot of respect in my eyes. Oh, you know, I mean, you know, I always bring up the quote, you know what I'm saying? Like, the regular season where you earn your name, but the playoffs where you earn your fame. Like, I think it's I think it's legitimate going into next season. Okay, like, who team is this going to be? I'm I, not going to do all of that. I know, I know, I know, I know it sounds like a stress. I know most people can be driven over the home and recency bias, but, like, one could, one could argue just at this moment point in time that, like, this was Jalen Brown's coming out party. Obviously, you could nitpick with it the inconsistency, was. but like, how will he ride this wave into the next season? It's all I'm saying. No, nah, most definitely. I think that's a fair thing to say. And one thing I, I will notice is when the moment seemed bright, man, they, they learned early, right? JT ain't have it going. Man, give it to Jalen Brown, right? And I don't think it's much. I don't think it's so much a bad Jason Tatum. I'm gonna flip the script. I think it's great Andrew Wiggins. That's exactly phenomenal. what they brought him there to do. A f- phenomenal, phenomenal Andrew Wiggins. Uh, and you right in there because, like, you know, you can you can get lost in giving the Warriors their respect and giving Andrew Wiggins his respect and how they defended Jason Tatum. Um, right. so I was the numbers by far say. Jason Tatum shot horrendously against uh, when, when being guarded by Andrew Wiggins. So, like, that's first and foremost. And then, two, the way they loaded up on Jason Tatum and forced him into traffic and forced the ball out of his hands was, like, immaculate. So you have to give the Warriors their respect. And it not this wasn't just Jason Tatum missing open shots. He took a lot of tough shots. I think he took shots he didn't want to take. And also, and to come back to talking about Jason Tatum, his inability to finish at the rim was disheartening. Regard whether or not Russell was giving him calls, his height, his length, his 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 athleticism, it was disheartening watching him bomb. Yeah, bomb he layups. just wasn't aggressive, bro. I don't even think he was bombing layups, bro. Every time I saw him in the lane, he looking to kick out to to Al, who by the way turned it on in the second half, bro. He he gave you twenty. Jalen Brown damn near gave you 30. Literally, if Jason Tatum gets 25, they win that game, bro. 
they win that game. But like I said in game one, right, uh, I said this in game one with Jason Tatum who hit the career high 13 and assists. I was like, I think that's fool's goal because it's going to trigger Jason Tatum's mind to think he can assist his way to a champion. He can facilitate his way to a championship. He facilitated me to some cash, but <laughs> I appreciate and, and, that. You know, and, and tonight, right, he goes for seven, he goes for seven assists, but like, bro, and I understand, right, the Warriors are playing me a certain way, so let me not try to force it and allow, allow me to trust my teammates and get my teammates involved. This ain't the game for that. Right, let me try to, quote, unquote, make the right basketball play. Sometimes the right basketball play is simply leaving the ball in your best player's hand, simple and plain. Sometimes, like, that's just, like, as it is written, like, that is the best basketball play. Like, if you, if you think about, okay, Jason Tatum, you think about what y'all game plan is on the opposite end for the Warriors. Let's force the ball out of Stephen Curry. You don't want Stephen Curry shooting three. So you passing up shots, you not being aggressive, you going into the paint and kicking it, you're playing into the Golden State Warriors' uh, defensive strategy. You know what I'm saying? they rather Horford, Tatum, I mean, they rather Horford, Williams, Brown, and whoever else, um, Grant Williams, they rather those guys go off of 10, 15, 20 here and there as opposed to you going off of 30. You know what I'm saying? Like you think you look at the Warriors, right? Uh yeah. who, who they who they face throughout the playoffs. So the Joker took back-to-back MVP. He averages 30 against the Warriors, right? With little to no help. Then you go Ja, he averaged damn near nearly 40 in the games that he played against uh the Warriors. Luca averaged over 30 against the Warriors. Jason Tatum didn't even touch a 30-point game this series. Absolutely. I ain't gonna lie. And I, I noticed that within what you call it, bro. He uh, he just, he, I don't think he had a 30 point game against him this season. Mm. <clears throat> that would be a very interesting stat because I was just like, okay, like all these superstars, you know, from the Jazz to the, from the Jazz to the Jokic's to the, um, Lucas, like they average thirty against these Warriors, like Jason and you and Jason Tatum, you got arguably far better help around you than those other teams. And yeah, I just, I just think that game one, bro, was fool's goal and him getting those assists and he thinking like, oh shoot, as long as I kick and they make threes, like we could probably pull this off. And it's like, no, bro, you need to be head down, full throttle, like attacking the rim, like trying to get Andrew Wiggins in foul trouble. Like Andrew Wiggins locked you down, bro. Like, I don't even think that's like, that's like, I think that's like fair. Does this film say that and the statistics say that? However you want to slice it, Andrew Wiggins locked Jason Tatum down significantly. Significantly. Nah, definitely. He, uh, he definitely, um, you know, and also, too, uh, I don't know if you, you saw this, that, but I want to say Jason Tatum is the first player either in NBA history or in a long period of time to have – To make a first-team all-NBA and do that bullshit. <laughs> or that – well, he probably ain't the first to, like, you know, fumble the bag with a first-team NBA, but uh, had 100 turnovers this postseason. Wow. Yeah, so um, I'm pretty sure somebody had 100 turnovers. I'm pretty sure Harden got that the year he went to the conference finals. That's um, fucked up to say, but 
Shit, Russell Westbrook ain't got that record in there. What the fuck? I mean, yeah, yeah, this, uh, this, yeah, bro, like, if you just watch, like, Jason Tatum was just forcing, like, ill-advised, like, plays and just, like, the closest he came to, you know, the 30 is, is when he had 28, but that was in a, that was game two, a losing effort, you know, they got blown out, like, losing game two, he had 28, but he averaged 21 in these, like, and it's hard, right, it's hard, because, like, if somebody averaged, if I told you somebody averaged 21, 21.6 rebounds and seven assists in an NBA Finals, you would think, yo, that is commendable. Like, to do that in the NBA Finals, like, those numbers would suggest. Depending on who it is. Depending on who it is, those numbers would, like, suggest, like, oh, that person, like, showed up for his team, but it's just, like, numbers don't tell the whole story. Like, they don't, because that shit. Like Jason, that boy, shit he pulled. I know that shit gonna stick with him, bro. This is my belief. Shit gonna stick with him. This is my belief in Jason Tatum currently and how the playoffs are currently. If Jason Tatum does not win a championship, because now he's like, you know, he's still young, only twenty four years old, or whatever. If Jason Tatum, it is my belief, if Jason Tatum does not win a championship before he retires, he his legacy will be tied to his NBA Finals performance currently that just happened. That's my personal belief. I feel like every grade or every player, they get judged based off how they perform at the highest game of their career, highest series or whatever. Like, imagine if LeBron never won a championship after he lost to the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Right. It would be nothing LeBron could do to overcome that. Nathaniel. So, to, and, and like, yeah, man, JT, you want to say he's so young, but like, I don't. Time. You want to say that, but like, I don't think like playoff runs and like getting to the NBA final. Like, I don't think that's promised. You know, I don't think that's always promised. Like, not everybody's gonna make a LeBron type of run, a Kobe type of run, a Spurs type of run, a Warriors right. type of run. So right. like, and mind you, everybody, you know, everybody gets to rebuild. Everybody gets to come back. You know, start. You know. Injuries may come here and there, and that, you know, kind of weeds out, you know, so on and so forth. But, like, yeah, uh, going back to JT, I think going into the summer, I think he needs to add a floater to his game because I feel like when he, yeah. when he would drive and the Warriors would suck in on him, pause, obviously, for our listeners out there, but would just try to, like, you know, contain him as he drove instead of like kicking it out and bailing the defense out to be like, force it out your hand, bro, just take that floater right there. He's almost seven feet tall, six, nine or whatever. Like, I think if you add a floater to your game, that puts a little bit more pressure on the defense and it takes a lot of pressure off you from either having to settle for a three or trying to shoot a turnaround fadeaway or, you know, or avoiding the charge, so to speak, when you're driving to the lane. But yeah, man, JT averaging 21.6, almost 21.6.8 rebounds, seven assists a game, but he shot 36% from the field. 36% from the field this series uh, against the Warriors, man. Um, Yeah, man, I think JT would, I don't think he would like, you know, run or hide from it. Uh, I think he would say he didn't play that great, but bro, 
I was thinking about this, right, Isaac? So we praise him for his defense, right, and his ability to play on both ends. But I'm just like, okay, bro, if Wiggins is going to neutralize you, shouldn't you at least try to, like, compensate by neutralizing him on the other end? And, like, there can be something to say about that, but at the same time... Hey, Andrew Wiggins score more points than Jason Taylor? I believe he did. <laughs> um, I would uh, take that personally if I was going Right, like, why aren't you trying to neutralize Andrew? I get the type of defense y'all playing. Y'all switching on everything. <clears throat> so it may not necessarily put you in a position to fully lock in and follow Andrew Wiggins around the court the entire... Because I know what you're thinking. He locked down KD for stretches during the, uh, right, during right. the next series. But they didn't have the switch. Yeah, I They don't have the movement. They didn't right. have the movement that the exactly. Warriors had. So the defensive principles changed, right? right? They didn't switch things. They took a lot of man-to-man matchups, and as you know, um, they got a couple people in that first team all defense, that and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams, who are going to play great in tenacious defense. Like I said, man, really, everybody did their job on the Celtics. You want to talk about fighting back into a game? You want to talk about not uh, not quitting down 22, talking about making it an eight-point game down 22 at one point, right? It had all of the makings of, oh, my God, if they come back from this, because I said it, I was like, yo, if they manage to squeeze this game out, they'll mess around and beat the Warriors in seven because that will be uh, disheartening. You want to talk about gut-wrenching way to lose? You got the championship in your back pocket and you let it slip away after having a 22-point lead? I would have saw them. Celtics riding off into the sunset after that with so much momentum. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, that's that, that way. <laughs> yeah, now we're hearing that. Like you said, bro, everything went the way it was supposed to go in terms of the Celtics, other guys showing up. Only person didn't show up was Jason Taylor. He, he didn't show up. He did not show up <laughs> on the offensive end in terms of like getting his team buckets. And I and like not to compare him to Kobe, right? But um I forget why, what podcast I heard the song, but the guy was talking about um, the guy was talking about he had made a joke to Kobe after a game. You know, after the game, they get on the plane and they get the stat, they get the stat sheets um, from all the different games for that night. And what I think maybe LeBron or somebody had ever had had a triple double that night. And one of Kobe's teammates had made a comment to him, like, ah, so-and-so had a triple-double, but that'll never happen. You can't. You. you. Yeah, uh, Chris Duhon. Yeah, because yeah, you know, don't I, pass. I've seen that interview. Yeah, so um, so for the listeners. And went out there the next game. And by by halftime, said Kobe was a rebound and an assist. Well, Kobe, so he made the joke, you can't do that because you don't pass the ball. Kobe said, bet 500, I, I win. Uh, I get a triple-double next game. They bet 5,000. 5,000 by Nick. That next game by halftime, Kobe was a rebound and a and a assist shot with triple double. And Kobe was kind of just telling like, bro, I can average a triple double if I want to. My team just don't need me to do that. And so uh I said all that story. I said that story to bring it to Jason Tatum. Like, bro, your team don't need you to get seven assists. They need you to get 35 points, bro. Oh God, that's exactly what we need. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing else except that. Right, and so I think Jason Tatum has to go through this learning curve of, like, knowing, like, yo, my team, like, them seven assists ain't going to get it. Those, them seven, they, that, that just really ain't going to what we need, bro. 
Al gave us 20, though. And I think he was like, he hit five. Three. I think he almost hit five threes. I want to say, no, he hit three in the third quarter. Might have hit four in the third. But yeah, he was on, Al Wolf was on fire from three point line. Nah, for sure. Uh, but you like, but it go, it still, it still results to, yo, Al's 20 wasn't enough because we still needed Jason Tatum's 25 or 30. Jason Tatum only had 13 points tonight, bro. Yeah. If he give you 20, maybe a couple turnovers or a missed shot here or there, go y'all way and y'all pull out the game. If he give you an extra seven, all those times when y'all kept cutting it between nine, y'all kept getting it between nine, y'all kept getting it between nine, go back up, go back down 12, but you get it between nine. Doesn't take to give you seven points. Maybe that's a four point game, a four point deficit, five point deficit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. Uh, I would have loved to see him. I, I didn't really feel like he emptied the clip tonight. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, you started off, I was like, it matters how you go out. I don't feel like he went out in like the blaze of glory. I feel like he went out trying to, oh, I'm going to facilitate. I'm going to let the game come. Something, bro, sometimes you just got to go take the game, bro. You got to make, you got to will the game to be what it is you need it to be. A la game six, LeBron facing elimination, like, you know, in Boston. Like people forget, I want to say LeBron, hit like his first 12 or something. She had, he even went on, he was like 11 for 11 or whatever before he had finally missed the shot to start the game off. Um, and, you know, yeah, you, you would hope that Jason Tatum would have had one of those games uh, eventually. Maybe if they put out game six and he didn't really play that great, it was game seven. But uh, I think this will haunt him. Hopefully, hopefully it fuels him. Um, but yeah, JT, yeah, man. And, and he's so young, bro. Like, nobody's going to care what Jason Tatum does unless he wins a championship, bro. So, like, he could go on a tear next year. He could be MVP of the league. It will not matter unless he wins a championship. Because for Jimmy Butler, right? You think about somebody like Jimmy Butler, obviously, maybe you didn't have the help. You weren't supposed to beat uh, the Los Angeles Lakers in the bubble, but you still play great in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to talk about like the social media charts, but just from a general standpoint of the basketball world, like even in a loss, you can, you can still respect a player like who, you know, like went all out and had a good game. Like you're not going to call somebody strictly just because like y'all lost. But JT go off for 35 tonight uh, and they lose. This is like, it's so bad. <laughs> You know they what just saying? had it, you know, they it yeah, was, it was right, you know what I'm saying? But like you don't put yourself in a position where it look like you really trying to fight. I'm not pushing that you wanted to get you wanted to It's just, you know, just trying to grow and educate like in the game, not necessarily all being all about you making shots or mission shots or facilitating, but trying to just think your way to like pick apart uh pick apart like a defense or put a defense on his heels and just just add more to his game. I think he kind of played a little bit like Kevin Durant did in those opening games before game four. I feel like he kind of played like Kevin Durant in a round one when KD was like, I know they're going to try to trap me and double team me, so let me just try to facilitate and get other guys open. It's like, oh, KD, like game four KD, in which – which could have possibly been a fool's goal for KD because they almost won game one, but Jason Tatum with the, uh, with the layup with the, with the 
game winner. Um, but this is like, imagine if KD was playing like game four KD, those previous three series, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how would, how would the series have been? Um, but enough about JT, that's what it is. Sebastian, he not on here, so he can't necessarily big up his boy. But like, let's uh, get away from calling Stephen Curry like the greatest shooter. And like, let's just talk about him being like a prolific scorer all around. Definitely had a lot of inside, outside, um, you know, a lot of inside, outside attacking areas in regards to his offensive game. He was able to get to the rim at will. Um, had Al Horford on skates on a couple of ISOs. Yeah. Um, was able to shoot over anybody. Um, you know, obviously that's going to be a given being the greatest shooter ever. But, uh, wow. Steph had a real well-rounded game, had a couple steals as well. Um, I believe he ended up with 34-7-7. Very fitting, ended up winning the finals MVP, man. But definitely, like you're saying, let's let's not only just call him the greatest shooter ever, uh, but he's definitely a a great all-around scorer because he's definitely uh, a solidified three-level scorer. Yeah, man, Steph gets the finals MVP, averaging 31 points, five assists, and six rebounds in this series. Uh, going into this series, the Boston Celtics had never lost back-to-back games uh, throughout throughout the playoffs. Uh, but here in these, uh, these NBA finals, the Warriors went on to beat them 4-2, uh, winning the last three games, giving Boston uh, three games of uh, – Three losses in a row. So, uh, boy, I ain't gonna lie. The prize pick must have been taking everybody's money because as soon as you open it up, they trying to give you a free entry for football. <laughs> hey, look, yeah, I already see they got for a while. You know, they had the NFL future, uh, but now it's uh, it's like NFL. It's just got the NFL for the week one. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Absolutely so. fucking insane, man. Like, Jeff put that motherfucker back up there, too. Wow. Here we go. We back. We back, baby. Back. Yeah, man. What do you think, uh, what do you think the future holds for Jordan Poole, bro? I ain't gonna lie. I smell contract extension. Boy, finna get paid, young ninja get paid. For sure. Um, I don't know though, bro. He's obviously a, I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole to say this. I believe he's a core piece of that of their championship group, right? One could argue. I'm not sure if they win without his continued and steady presence off the bench, whether it been, you know, scoring or creating for others. Uh, he played a big role, man. And mm. Gave them 13 he, points a game off the bench this series. Hey, man, within a limited minute uh, confine too, because Steve Kerr knows there's different series called for, you know, sometimes different personnel. 
Average 20 so, minutes a game this series, 20 minutes a game and gave you 13 which points is, a game. Which is significantly less than the minutes he was averaging in all of the series prior. Yeah, um, uh, I think that's first first round he averaged 32 minutes. Second round uh, against the Grizz, he averaged 29 minutes. Against right. the against the Mavs conference finals, he averaged 28 minutes. So we've seen his minutes, you know, matriculate downward as the as they got closer to the finals. And rightfully so, Steve Kerr wanted to go with his tried and true crew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys, he you know are battle tested, but. All right. It was mind times you. where he did. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, mind you, at one point he was a starter during the uh during the playoffs with Steph coming off the bench. So yeah. Yeah, with Steph yeah, well let's put that in context. Steph but yeah, I mean if of, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> an ankle injury from Marcus Smart, actually. <laughs> yeah. Before the season ended. But uh but nah, uh yeah, man. Um you know, though his though his minutes did, you know, matriculate downward like he stated, you know, um, they were valuable minutes nonetheless. And, you know, the Warriors needed his output, you know, in order to, you know, seal the deal. So I think the future is bright for Jordan Poole. Um if he's concerned about winning, does he resign? Obviously. Um you really got but, the keys to the city when Steph like retired. I don't know when, how soon or if, but like at some I mean, point, like Steph can shoot that ball, bro. When you're the greatest shooter ever, Steph can mess around and play until he's 40 and still be, you know what I'm saying? He can be 30. But you, you, yeah, you can still coming off the bench and still giving you, you know, yeah, what, I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I don't eventually think Steph would ever come off the bench, bro. It's some players you don't think that, did. So? bro, no, <laughs> it's like. How you gonna bench the greatest shooter ever? Like that if that don't deserve a starting spot, like basketball is about putting the ball in the goal. It's about shooting. So it's like it's just like LeBron. Would you ever bench LeBron and have LeBron come? No, no. Yeah, oh yeah, like that that pitchers like if Bron gotta come off the bench, I don't think he cares to be at that level or we care to see him at that level. It's like, bro, just retire. Like, like, <clears throat> like we not I, I get it, your boy. We not fit to watch Tom Brady come off the bench. We're not just like, no. Oh, and Caesar Sports Palace got Warriors to repeat as five to one odd favorites for the 2023 title. Um, I would actually have to disagree with that because depending on what moves get made this offseason, if Bradley Bill can find his way to Philadelphia, um, that would be extremely tough. Um, it's a lot of what ifs out there, man. Um, you know, Chris Middleton be healthy. Who knows? Maybe Boston don't even go right. Possibly, Maybe yeah. the Bucks go there and they finish their ass off. Like I know they would have, because Giannis would have been on Buddy. Like, yeah, Draymond would have been the fall out by the first half dealing with Giannis. Bro. Come on, man. <laughs> you can't hold you. Come on, man. And I that think true. I would give Drew to be a better perimeter defender of a player like like Stubbs caliber simply because like like bro Marcus Smart yes he got the defensive player of the year but like bro he gave up a lot of plays just off simply trying to flop and the rest like no bro yeah I told him to stop going and I'm like in that last one of like one of Stubbs last threes. In the uh, 
I think it was late third quarter, like right before the fourth quarter ended. I'm like, dude, you on the ground trying to be all dramatic and fake a, a hit to the face or a hit to the groin? I'm like, bro, fight back. Steph is literally butt naked open on the three line. Because you really, because you, you don't want a defensive player of the year award. Like, you're trying to get an Emmy. You're trying to get an Oscar. For sure. <laughs> with that acting, you ain't going to get that. You mess around and get a. Uh, a, a Nickelodeon uh, Globe Award, uh, <laughs> Nickelodeon <laughs> Blimp. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. doing a BT Award. Yeah, man. So, um, but yeah, nah, beautiful people. Uh, we was just giving y'all a taste of uh, our thoughts uh, of the NBA Finals. Uh, definitely looking forward to next season. Majority of most players. Uh, Hopefully everybody being healthy, coming back, seeing how the first half of the NBA season goes, seeing if the Warriors um, repeat, seeing what type of offseason changes get made. Already got Christian Woods uh, being traded from the Houston Rockets to the Dallas Mavericks. Not really sure how that's going to pan out for Christian Woods specifically, but time will tell. They'll get Tim Hardaway Jr. back. He'll be healthy. Still got Reggie Bullock, um, Derek Finney-Smith, and... Uh, uh, Bronson, Luca, see what type of pieces get added to the bench for the Mavs. Lakers coming back healthy, new head coach. Um, what would a bench look like? Or would Anthony Davis be able to stay healthy? Bron saying he's not going another year in his career missing the playoffs. Um, Suns, what would they do? Will they have any offseason moves? Will, um, what's his name? DeAndre Aiden, will he sign? leave, free agency, what's going on with CPO. Um, yeah, when you talk about like who's like who the game's hands is being left into as those LeBrons, you know, slowly get ready to, you know, move and inch out the um the steps and so forth. Um, I mean, well really, how old is Yanni? Yanni's probably Yanni's young as hell, low key too. How old is Yanni? I was about to say once LeBron gone. And still, um, it'll be the right time for Giannis to probably. Bro, it's so crazy. Uh, the Warriors screaming, fuck Draymond on live. <laughs> the Warriors are saying that? <clears throat> yeah, mocking it. Oh, okay. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if Draymond had a shirt like that uh, during the parade. Uh, so keep your eyes out for that. But no, nah, beautiful people. Uh, appreciate y'all rocking out with us, man. Uh, this will probably... This will probably be like the last episode for a nice little minute. Uh, like I say, boys getting ready to get ready to get married. Um, Friday night. Friday night, locking in on getting that together and trying to make that a special day. So yeah, this will be the last uh, episode for a little minute, but I mean, we'll come back in July, but you know, these next two to three weeks, we may have to take a little hiatus. But uh, we'll definitely be back in July and, uh, you know, getting it, getting it kicked off for the NFL season, man. So stay tuned. Stay locked in with us uh, at Shine Hart Izzo, at Emacs Stacks, at Sedacious, at Black underscore Peace. Appreciate y'all beautiful people for tuning in, and we will see y'all in July. <laughs>